I'm sure you're aware of the sight. You see a professional athlete having just accomplished some uh, feat of strength. Uh-huh. And then they're taken off from their field of play, their arena, whatever they do, and they get in this tub full of ice water. Yes. Yeah. And they just sink into it, and they just freeze themselves for a minute, a couple minutes, several minutes. Yes. Now, hold that image in your head, and let me introduce you to the world of backyard children's pools. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know why these things were invented, but I'm sure it was just to give us regular people just a taste of what that feels like. <laughs> I That's what I've been doing most days. Sounds like fun. Do you literally yeah. fill it with ice? No. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like it's much more than that though. That's that's odd. Yeah. Is it, are you still keeping it like under the tent thing? Um. Yeah, it's under a tent thing. Well, that might be it. You might need it in the direct sunlight. Well, and that's what I would want it to do. But this is my mother-in-law's uh, abode that has it. Yeah. And it, uh, she doesn't want it in the vicinity of her garden. And so the side of her house that she's willing to have it on is like right by this giant tree. And so she wants the tent thing over it to keep all the debris out of the pool from the tree because she doesn't want to have to clean it out so often. Sure. Sure. So you get to freeze your butt off. Right. Right. (laughs) Well, I'm just the only adult that seems to consent to actually getting in the thing. (laughs) Does the little one enjoy it? Oh, she has a blast. She thinks it's awesome. <laughs> well, pretty... as with so many things, it's just, you know, WrestleMania to her. Of course, yeah. That's all she wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty recent acquisition, isn't it? Um, I think she got it last summer. Oh, okay. But, like, it was a, like, buy it in the last week of summer, so it was, like, $30 when nice. they were selling yeah. it normally for 100 that kind of thing. Yeah. Apparently, she lo- she was looking up something um, just in general prices for kiddie pools because she was interested with the quarantine and everything, and all the public pools are closed. And she said that yeah. model this year is selling for three hundred. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, and she got it for thirty. So she That's got a good deal, sweet. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Just needs um, I want to like I want to get like some boiling water <laughs> before I get in there. <laughs> swirl swirl it around a bit. I bet you could find some kind of heater type thing. I bet those exist. It's got to. Like, uh, I'm imagining like some kind of coil that you put in there. Like, you can just get a, you get yeah, like, like a, a more, like a like a toaster. Going. Yeah, like a oh, toaster. yeah. There we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> just get an actual toaster. Throw that in there. It's gonna work out well for everybody. One time use. That's all you need. It. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Uh, what you been up to? Oh, same old. Just killing time, trying to do some productive things here or there, but nothing really productive. Yeah. What's your idea of productive nowadays? What's uh, 
Uh, reading. Yeah. Doing Spanish stuff. Exercising. When you're doing Duolingo, do you have it so that the owl like comes every few questions and is like, yeah, good job. Heck yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I really would love it if uh, they would have the owl like say like really demeaning, harsh messages. <laughs> <laughs> Duolingo for masochists. You thought you knew these words? You don't know these words. <laughs> you were going to take a trip, weren't you? You're not ready. Stay out of our country. <laughs> Jeez. The the Spanish side of it has these little stories. I don't know if the, the Swedish does. I know the Latin doesn't. But it gives you like really simple stories. And that's what I've been doing a lot of this week. They're, they're kind of fun. Could you give me an example? Oh, like there was one where like there was a couple out on a date and like they were ordering food and like all that was in Spanish. And so you like and then it would ask you like a question like, what did Maria order? And you have to blah, blah, blah. And there's always some kind of like humor mixed in just to keep it interesting. Like uh, she puts like sugar when she meant to put salt or something like that, you know, mm. <laughs> and it'll ask you the like which word was salt and which word was sugar. Uh, yeah. How far along? Because I've not gotten anything like that in the Swedish course, but I don't know if it's because it doesn't exist in the Swedish course or I'm just not far along in it. Yeah, I think you're still farther along than me. I think it's just a Spanish thing. I think we talked about this in another episode. Like the Spanish content just seems to be at a lot higher quality. There's a yeah. lot more Spanish. It's where the, they probably have more volunteers in it. They probably have more staff on it. Like, yep. A lot more bang and for their buck. Probably have a lot more participation. So, like, I I guess I'm just imagining you probably still have, like, that same, like, tree view. Like, you have to get to level one on a lesson before you can move to the next, like, yeah. section of the tree, right? Yeah. So in I'm the like, Swedish course, there's five, like, checkpoints in the tree. How many checkpoints mm-hmm. are in the Spanish one? Oof, I don't know off the top of my head. I feel like there's more than five. There's a crap ton. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's just more available then. Because there's... I'm, like, halfway through the second... I've, I've gotten all golds on the first checkpoint and I'm like halfway through the second one. But I kind of get the feeling that maybe I'm like doing it wrong. Like I think maybe I'm supposed to go through the lessons quicker and then like go back and get them all up to gold after. But I kind of like getting them all up sooner. I don't think it really matters that much. I like through the first checkpoint, I took that approach. And with the second checkpoint, I've literally like done the first level of all of them now i'm going back and doing the second level and it feels about the same i mostly just know that it says i've completed all of the ones for clothing and i never get any of those right in the general practice i, <laughs> I, I don't remember the difference between shoes or shirt or belt ever yeah there's a shopping one in the spanish and it's not fun do not enjoy that one so you can go to Spain, you just can't buy anything. And I can go yep. to Sweden, I just can't wear anything. Yep. <laughs> hey, CrossFit might be getting uncanceled. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is nice. Um, Are they still doing uh, our – was it just one weekend of your uh... – Shoot, what was it called? The Rogue Games or whatever they were doing? Oh, yeah, the Rogue Invitational. Yeah, that was Rogue just a Inv- one-weekend thing, but it was all, yeah. it was awesome. And 
it like it definitely got attention past just the CrossFit world too, which was cool to see. Nice. Yeah, that was like one of the most streamed CrossFit events ever, including any CrossFit games. Like, yeah, people was... are really people are really looking for content since yes. there's no sports going on. Yes. Uh but the yeah, there's been a lot of controversy going around in CrossFit because Greg Glassman was a jerk and everyone kinda knew it. Um but he was the owner, he couldn't do anything about it. And then now because enough people were just like um thing like, Well, we're gonna quit and we're gonna leave and we're gonna boycott and we're gonna disaffiliate. Uh now they like he stepped down, but then people were saying that's not really enough. But now today it was announced that somebody's actually gonna buy the company from him and will be the new CEO and owner. Nice. So Hopefully, um, and that guy was like, he's owned an affiliate for 10 years and, uh, so it's not just some random person off the street. It's a CrossFit person. Yeah. I don't think anybody like, like no one of my ilk, just the general person that works out and goes to a, goes to a gym and stuff like that. Although I don't go to a CrossFit gym. Um, I just, I'm just a fanboy of the the sport. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't think anybody's ever like really heard of him. He's not famous or anything, but, um, he kind of just comes off as that straight shooter is a like, Hey, I, I was right where you were a week ago. So, you, you know, he, he kind of understands the problems that are here, understands what he's getting into. So, yeah. But I do like the idea that maybe all the athletes will come back and not boycott the games, assuming that they can do the games. Right. I don't know how we got to that from Spanish. I guess I'm just really excited about it. Somehow we got talking about the ice water again. Sweden. Oh, talking Sweden, about ice and then you a CrossFit reference. And there we go. <sighs> the veritable volcano of content today. Veritable. <sighs> Went to the comic book store today. It was great. Say what? Went to the comic book store. Oh yeah, we're, what'd we're you get? I got X Men number eight. Nice, because that was not in the the box of back issues the other week, but it was now. So I, now I think once I finish, I'm only one issue behind on X Men. Ooh. And then I got X Men plus Fantastic Four number one, mm. uh, which is also old, but uh, grabbing it. And then there was a couple free prints that they had. Ones of the Incredible Hulk reading the Incredible Hulk comic. I like it a lot. <laughs> Interesting. And I got a preview book, which is like the ads for all the stuff that will come out in like October. Mm-hmm. And yeah, which I kind of like those just because I don't actually, you know, know the world very well. So I mm-hmm. have to, I have to learn what to look for. Yeah. Nice. Comic book store. It's always good. I've definitely like, yep. like the, there's a, there's a whole part of this world this community that if you don't just go to the comic book store every Wednesday, like you're kind of missing it. That's sure. what you're supposed to do. You just go to the store on Wednesday and figure it out. Yeah. And I, since I dove in, I've been, I've been like, I've been putting it off, but I should try to find a, a little store around here. I bet there's one probably in new Albany or Clarksville. I could find. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Alex, my new dice came in. Yes. Tell me all about them. I mean, I'm actually a little disappointed with one set. The set that I was planning on using for this campaign, it was uh, it was supposed to be some kind of like astral theme, and it was supposed to be like glowy and shimmery. And I thought it was very reflective of my character. 
But uh, they turned out a little more pink than what I thought they were going to be. Mm. So Gracie would love them. <laughs> Grace loves pink <laughs> dice. That is a true. But uh, they're not awful. The it's it's like pink and yellow. And I thought it was going to be more like a like a dark purple and yellow. Mm. You wanted like and, a like a deep twilight. Yeah, yeah. Very nebulous is what I thought, but it came out a little bit more pink. What domain is your cleric? Uh, life. So was that, was the color like trying to get the life across or was it a specific deity or like what, what was the inspiration for trying to get out of it? I don't want to, I don't want to jump into any spoilers. Oh, come on. It's just just you and me. It's just you. Yeah. Okay. And our thousands of listeners. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do have some things planned. So like, yeah, the yellow would be like the life side of things. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's that okay all right so we haven't brought this up but i guess like since our characters know each other a little bit coming in even though mm-hmm. <laughs> us as players don't know each other's characters very well my character has the haunted backstory Ooh. yeah so they've always been haunted by an entity their entire life and like you're you're aware of that, or you just know something's yes. off. Oh. Yeah, they're very aware of that, and the people around them are aware of that. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that to come up. Yeah, I'm I'm really trying. Like, we have a session this weekend. I've been brainstorming of like if it doesn't come up organically, how I'm going to try to force it in this week. But there's been a lot of spooky stuff happening. Yeah. So oh. I, I thought this would be a good week to try to fit it in. Is it, uh, would it be something that could potentially, uh, help us in some way? Like, uh, yeah. Like a lot of people, once they, like when people meet me, they realize like the mechanical trait is like, they realize like something's off and they automatically like have sympathy and empathize for with me. Man, those ghost kids should have just left us alone. (laughs) (laughs) It's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that's actually, why the other ghost kit, like the ghost kits, once where you're inside, I guess it's the yeah. same ghost kits, right? Yeah. Or, uh, or was it? Well, Did, no, they weren't. Yeah, no, it was the first ones must have been some kind of illusion or something. Yeah. And then the the later ones were the actual kids. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe they were nice ones because of that. For all we know. Yeah. But uh, it's a specific background in this book, in the Curse of Strahd book. And Burr pitched it to me early in the character creation process. And I loved it. I loved it. I got a new set of dice for D&D as well, actually. Oh, describe. Right. So, Corey, who's also in our campaign, he uh, ordered some dice. And he uh, had some like shipping errors with the company or whatever. And basically, was like, I ordered this. You said it was shipped and I never got it. So they like sent another one to him, and then they both arrived at the same time. So <laughs> the, <laughs> they're just like, "Well, just uh, you got an extra set of dice, I guess." <laughs> so, uh, so he gave it to me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't really look like anything I'd imagine from a character, but hey, new dice. Sure. Yeah. It'd be it'd be wrong to use my DM dice with this character. That's right. I got pretty attached to that green dice. Was it you that randomly had it? 
And it's like, I want that dice. <laughs> Maybe. Because it was just like a random like green. It was like a bunch of different shades of green. And that was back when I was playing a druid. And I don't know. I was like, hey, I'll give you a, I'll trade you a D20 for that or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it wasn't a set. It was just a single D20. Yeah. I yeah, think that you. must have come from that like original pound yeah. o dice that we split up years back. Oh yeah, it most definitely did. Yeah, but I got pretty attached to the idea of like, hey, this green dice, this represents Flynn. This is my druid. Hey, and so I like getting, Woo-hoo! I like getting the character dice, and yeah. and I don't like using that green dice for anything else. Aw, maybe if you just need to feel a little bit of extra lucky. <laughs> Yeah, Burr feels pretty strongly about that. She likes to have separate dice for every uh, context. Yeah. I don't know that that's actually any better for um, life in, uh, you know, like superstitions. Like the same people that <laughs> want to put their dice in dice jail and want to be like, well, that's the good die, bad die. Like, so what if you just like tied that set of dice to your character forever and then you decide you want to put it away? Well... It's unfortunate for you. You see, for me, it's just more sentimental for me. There's like no superstition with it. It's just like, oh, this is my Flynn dice. Oh, Miss <laughs> Little Guy. <laughs> Kept thrown into the completely wrong campaign. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked out. It was still so saved fun. everyone's butt all the time. <laughs> play any interesting chess lately um no okay well here's my chess story recently mm-hmm. I, I i swear i can never get through anything with the chess.com app with like out problems so there was like years ago it was always i would never get notifications for any game ever and i would lose on time all the time on like these three three day games because the notifications just wouldn't come and mm-hmm. and I know you, you you said, and I'm sure you still believe that I'm just a crazy person, but <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, that's how it happened. <laughs> and uh, now my new thing is whenever I want to play a new game, uh, something about the UI, I guess, makes it like I don't I don't see that it's activated a game request or uh, it's doing anything. So I start like five new games when I want one <laughs> or I think I'm requesting uh, one new game with a friend, but I'm actually requesting one new game with a stranger, or even worse, one new five minute game right now. Yeah, and that's actually. The worst. You, I don't think that's a you problem. I had that same problem because the only like daily correspondence style games I've been playing were was against you and like one of my former students. But uh, we finished that last game, and we sat for a couple days without have, starting up a new game. And I tried to send you a request, but I ended up starting a game with a random person. I was like, yeah, well, I but. think I did the exact same thing. Like, I was trying to start a game with you, and it was... So I've got a lot of randos. And then my notifications are sending me notifications of the moves that I make. So, like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's backwards of what it's supposed to be. I think I gave you my chess.com ghost then. Yeah. Well, I don't have like push notifications on my phone. It's just like the little alert bar at the top of the app. 
but still, it's obnoxious. I am debating trying to take off almost every app off my phone, except for like my to-do list. Um, oh, yeah, I'm. I'm okay. This is like I've not. I'm not even really fully thought this through. So this is probably pretty dumb to bring this up, but I'm gonna kind of mind spaghetti at you for a second about let's, this. Let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so I I basically didn't read uh, for several days, right? And sure. then I started this book yesterday at like eleven o'clock, knowing I was gonna get up anyway. That's a different whole anyway. So I started this book yesterday, <laughs> and uh, it's called Make Time. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of got this blogger productivity feel to it, but it's okay. It's, it's an easy read and it's, uh, got some really actionable advice to it. But one of the things they really make clear right away is that it, they want you to identify what they call infinity pools, which okay. is anything that is, uh, going to attempt to draw you in once you're in it. Like, so it's going to try to make you stay in it. Sure. And there could be like infinity pools in the real world, which would be things like a casino. You probably Mm -hmm. like, if you're trying to get more time for the things that are important to you, well, a casino is probably about the worst place you could be because they're going to do everything (laughs) they can do to keep you in there. And it's not important to you. Who, who is it important to? Um, but more likely the infinity pools in our normal life are things like social media on your phone, Right. Sure. You get infinite scroll, it refreshes and there's new stuff constantly. You get itchy if there's not new stuff. It dings you whenever there is new stuff. <laughs> um, but the uh, the authors make it pretty clear that it's not even just those most insidious ones, like, say, Instagram. But it could just be anything that grabs your attention enough that you that you put your attention into it more than what's important. And, like, I like playing chess with you, and I like the idea of playing chess in general. But not really... It doesn't make it into my to-do manager for the day, right? Like, I'm not trying sure. to make a chess move a day. I don't really care. Yeah. If I did lose on time on every single game, I would not lose sleep over it. Well, maybe <laughs> I would, but I would not lose very much sleep over it. <laughs> so, low-priority item, but it's on there, and it can notify me. And, it like, I don't know. So, to me, it just kind of meets all the equivalent of love. I probably should call it an infinity pool, which means they, they basically raise the question of it. Once you identify something is that kind of activity or item or service or whatever try changing your default to not using it and see what happens Mm -hmm. and then just roll with that so if you really have to have email so much that you have to have it on your phone well okay you'll find that out pretty quickly like you're going to take email off your phone and you're going to get phone calls and texts constantly because people are going to want to know why you're not answering emails or whatever and like but then those become defaults you could say well do i like this better or do I, like, <laughs> can I talk to people instead and just say, Hey, I'm not going to email. I'm not going to answer email every 30 seconds anymore. And, uh, since I don't have a jabby jab, then like that, some of that actionable stuff doesn't really matter anymore. Like I'm probably going to keep email on my phone because I do have the notifications turned off and I just check it every once in a while. And I'll probably do that with chess too, but like I've considered taking chess.com off and just playing it on my computer. So that mm-hmm. way, like I, I could check it once a day while on the computer and then I don't really think about it again. Mm-hmm. It's in my mind. But then you can't play when you're on the toilet. Come on. That's the best place to play chess, Alex. That's a really good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. That's interesting, though, that you consider the chess.com app a infinity pool. Because I don't, I don't get sucked into it. Like... 
I'll, I'll pull it open and I'll make a move and then I'll be done with it. Or I'll play a, a bullet game and then I'll be done with it. Or I'll play, you know, whatever. But I don't constantly, like, find myself, like, refreshing or, like, oh, I did this move. Now I'm going to do this puzzle. Now I'm going to do this lesson, you know. Yeah. I don't really get sucked into it. And I guess maybe I don't feel like I do all that often right now. There was definitely a time where I intentionally wanted that. Um, yeah. When I was genuinely, like, trying to get better at chess and it was a thing I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's more like I can't ignore that the signals are there. That they do, by default, notify you as soon as you have a move that you can play. That they try to notify you of people that are streaming right now. As soon as you're done making your moves against all your randos, that they accidentally, quote unquote, <laughs> make you start playing when you're trying to make a new game with your friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That they tell you, like, who's who's live right now? What can you watch? And you finish a game and they try to get you to do the computer analysis and go through it. And, like, those, I don't, they're not bad things, but they are definitely trying to keep your attention. So that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate the signal chess.com is the problem. I, I think they're actually probably still better than almost any other app on my phone, but sure. It, it does make me think of like, if I can see where I should could probably even delete chess.com from my phone, I could probably delete almost everything on my phone. Cause all mm-hmm. those signals are absolutely there. You're talking about this. And I'm like, I open up my phone and I start thinking about, I really don't have anything on my phone. I have chess and I have Duolingo, and I have Slack. And then I have some, like, pre-programmed junk that is never cleaned out. And then I have some, like, band directory things, like a tuner and a Met and a piano app. My phone's pretty boring. Does your metronome so, have fun settings like a Dr. Beat? <laughs> no, it's just a cheapo free one. You can't do, like, four I, against three and all that stuff. I did pay $3 for a pretty sweet app. It's called Live BPM. Shout out to those people that it'll literally like graph the beats per minute of something as it's playing. Ooh. Yeah. So it'll track like if you're rushing or if you're dragging and all that stuff. It's, it's fairly accurate. Like I could put it on during a concert band piece and it, it would handle it unless there was like mixed meter or something. It just couldn't process. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. My favorite thing to do is be like, my <laughs> just drum set players, you know, those kind of kids. It's like, here, look, I promise you, you're not keeping a steady tempo. Look, here, I have the proof. I have the data. <laughs> the computer agrees with me. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really have. I like I have Instagram, but I don't. I don't spend any time on Instagram. The only reason I check it like once a week because all some of my former students will get in touch with me on there. Mm. I mostly just follow CrossFit people on there. Yeah. It's my, all I follow is band stuff and that like, there's none of that happening right now. So yeah, I, I kind of wish that Instagram just didn't exist. I, yeah. I, 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 I genuinely don't enjoy the format of everything and I really hate the stories. Yeah, me too. Do not enjoy it. I don't, like I said, it was a bunch. It was students who got me sucked into it. They're like, Peterson, you need to make an Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> kids. Yeah. Thankfully, now they're all taking up social platforms that we'll never understand, so we don't have to worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> I am not making a TikTok. No. Right. Yeah, that Thank was you. exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> of course, you know, there about you know seven or eight years ago, I probably would have said that about Instagram too. 
I successfully stayed off Instagram for a long time, though. Me like, too. Was, yeah. Me too. I think I'm pretty uh, good at skipping Snapchat. I think that's going to be. Yeah, I, I totally skipped that one. That that was seemed like a rabbit hole not worth jumping into. Yeah. I just so I, I follow like CrossFit people and the people at my gym. They all seem to be on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it. But it just seems like it. Any of those people, if you genuinely want to see them announce something or kind of just keep tabs on what's happening in that world, Instagram is like the only way. It's the only yeah. way. And yeah. I just awful. want, why can't all these people have blogs? I want blogs back. <laughs> of course you do. I do. I really do. <laughs> I will set up a WordPress. Well, no, I'm to take it back. I will assist someone with setting up a WordPress. I'm, oh man, we have to talk. I'm, I started. I've got some work I have to do now. We can talk about it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I just wish everybody would have their own website instead. The thing I enjoy most about Instagram, there's two things. Uh, do you, have you seen the Strange Planet comics? Oh yes, those are very enjoyable. I love those. And uh, dogs. I, have, I follow quite a few like dog dog memes and just like rate my dog type things. Okay, I know they rate my dogs. They're pretty great. Uh, Thoughts of dog. I think I, that's even that's on Twitter and it's I just think like I've seen that on Twitter. Yeah, it's mashed into Instagram. Yeah, stuff like that. Those things make make me happy. I like that the. The We Rate Dogs guy occasionally goes political, and when anybody <laughs> complains, he just like doubles down on progressive, just like <laughs> Medicare yeah. for All or GTFO. <laughs> so, talk to me. You, you said you're picking up some new work. What's going on? Yeah, I'm kind of half laughing at myself about it. And especially Uh-oh. as I'm going through and editing all of our podcast episodes. <laughs> and I so pretty clearly am like, listen, I'm a full-time dad that needs a side hustle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, now there's a contract that says something different. <laughs> um, it's not full-time, but it's a considerable amount of work that I'm going to be doing over the next couple months. Um. Basically, one of the people that used to work for one of the agencies I used to work for, he's working with a company now, just like a, he's doing a bunch of digital stuff for him, handling social media and ads and like, he's doing a lot of their marketing. Um, Sure. Not even just digital stuff, but uh, anyway, I digress. One of my uh, colleagues, former colleagues, just started texting me. He's like, we really need a website guy. I was about to start shopping out agencies, and I know you don't want client work, but I had to talk to you first because we really don't want to work with an agency. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and I was like, well, you know, I guess I could use a project. And, like, I was just thinking, like, I think I would like it if Grace could go back to daycare at least part-time when that's available again. And so I got mm-hmm. paid for that. And, like, I should offset the payment somehow. So mm-hmm. I talked to him, and then eventually it was like, yeah, you guys really need a website guy. And yeah, you're really going to pay a lot of money to an agency and I could get that money. (laughs) 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 So 
So yeah, doing some work again. Yeah, and even my buddy, when he when they wanted to accept the proposal, he called me up and he's like, "I got some, I got some bad news for you. You're gonna have to start working again." And <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to really try to cap myself at like 25 hours a week, um, mm-hmm. just to that's avoid not bad. Redu- yeah. Yeah. And I think even then I'm going to try to do that once Grace is back in school. I'll probably try to keep him more like 15 until then. Um, yeah. But if they really start getting into hyperdrive, I might have to just suck it up, deal with it, figure it out. Um, sure. But my hope is that if I do this for two or three months, then after that I should be able to take like a year off of client work. Like it's not it's not an insane amount of money. It, I, I'm going to sell that right now. Like most people no, – no one would be uh, – drooling over the amount of money this deal was but it is enough to pay for daycare and sure. it is enough to then like have just enough on top of that to whenever whenever i'm ready to launch one of the seven things that i'm thinking about doing i'll i can host it for a while and see if it makes its money back over a couple months um so it just kind of seemed like it was too good to pass up exactly it sounds perfect for you right now yeah and like as long as it's not going to burn you out i think we'll go for it you know yeah, I'm definitely trying to hold myself to like, even if another one of something like this comes around, like it's an instant no <laughs> until it's done. Like, yeah. just sorry, no, I can't do another one. Like, it may seem like, hey, you could do 40 hours a week, right? That's a full-time job. But I don't want to do that. Do not right. want. Cause- it's cool that you're able to find something that you can just put, like, it's it's like a part-time job, right? But you're getting like better benefits than like if you were going to work at retail or something like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And well, I don't know. I mean, I like, let's not use the word benefits here. Cause I mean, sure. Like uh, huge... That was a misnomer. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's like a, <laughs> the, the tax burden is way worse, especially sure. since we're going to have first full-time income on top of it. Like everything I make is just going to be taxed at the highest bracket possible, basically. So I, I'm really not going to make that much money out of it, but you're right. It is like, it's the ideal for me for what I'm able to do. Um, I guess, so I was thinking about the, you might remember a few weeks back, we were talking about that Chris Gilbo book I read where, um, in the story, the kid like still had some old college textbooks. So he sold those textbooks on eBay. He used the money from those textbooks to like buy 10 packs of textbooks and sell those. And mm-hmm. then he used the money from that to like start up this other really tiny business. So he yeah. had, he, you know, you took a really small asset to get $50 to get $150 to start a business that will make $500 a month from now. Sure. Um, and like, what's really fortunate is I just had to wait long enough in this terrible time to feel like I had some margin. And then now that I have the margin, I already have enough reputation that someone could come to me and say, Hey, we've got value X thing that, uh, I, I can skip all the, the worst part of that. I don't need to find the, how do I get a hundred bucks tomorrow? Right. I had enough mm-hmm. leeway to wait a month and then now I have this deal that's like, okay, I get paid a little bit now and then I get paid the rest of it later and I don't have to find – I don't have to do the hustle. I just have to do the like the big work after it. I'm already skipping to the business part again. That's So that's, that's like really fortunate. I'm really lucky to be there. Yeah, um, most definitely. Because, I mean, I wasn't there 10 years ago when I was trying to learn to code and I was trying yeah. to – just get a foot in the door somewhere in this industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that margin was not there for trivia yeah. hosts that sell cheese on the weekends. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like I'm in that boat right now. Like I don't really want to pick up 
there's things that I could pick up that kind of qualify, like what you're talking about, where I could probably do like, I could teach private lessons for, you know, 15, 20 hours a week and make some side money. Yeah. But I don't really want to do that. Like I'm ready to dive into something new. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm at the, I'm at the point where you were with the trivia and cheese, (laughs) whereas I'm just diving into something new. I think it's always kind of a, a, like how low are you willing to go if you need to? And then like consider where you are and how much higher it is than that. Like, and that's where you can be thankful for that, whatever that difference is. Like I'm willing to go buy a lawnmower and cut grass if I need to. And that's the only way I can make money. Thankfully that is not where I'm at. (laughs) Like I've got more capital than a couple hundred bucks to buy a lawnmower and I don't have to go and hurt my back all day. Like, sure. Yeah. That's, and that's my privilege. Uh, yeah. But the, it's just kind of funny that like, I was just kind of getting used to this, uh, being a dad, don't worry about anything but being a dad. (laughs) You were so set on it too. I got pulled right back into, well, please make some website stuff, please. That's so, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. Honestly, I, I wouldn't have saw it coming. I thought I thought this like stay at home dad was going to be your thing for a couple months at least. Yeah, and it still is. Sure. I I definitely still see it as okay. So for example, today when I woke up early, for with the expressed intention of I know I'm a much better parent when I get up well before Grace gets up. Because mm-hmm. then I get an hour or whatever to clear my head, kind of plan out the day. If there's some kind of blocker to something, I can get it done, and she doesn't have to worry about it. The yeah. days that I sleep in long enough that she gets up and wakes me up, we're just like off to the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. Because then she wants attention right away. And it by the time I get her breakfast so that I can do something else, and then I can start making my breakfast, she's ready to play, but I'm not ready yet. And so she gets frustrated. Small mm-hmm. example, but today I woke up early, even though I only got like six hours of sleep instead of nine, which I prefer. Uh, but <laughs> it was with it was with the intention of I had planned out if I do that, I can get done like the one thing I needed to get done this morning, and then when she gets up, we can go take a walk down to Nord's Bakery and get some donuts and walk back, and she and then we'll have both had a walk, and we get donuts. And that will be like the highlight of one morning. She'll talk about that for a day. And <laughs> that like all it took was a little bit of saying like what my real important thing is. I want to like give her a great morning. And that was not a thing I could have done six months ago. Um, six months ago, I would have been more than happy to wake up early to get more like worky work done. Sure. But it wouldn't have been able to wake up early to figure out how to let my kid have a better morning. Yeah. So I know I've definitely like put a lot of mental energy into changing my thought process. And I don't think I'm just going to flip that off, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of undeniable that like the small amount of money that this one client deal brings in, like makes a pretty noticeable difference in how we can make some decisions. And, uh, like that it, it's still so much better off than trying to like find something to be scrappy about than trying to go mow grass or, sell stuff on ebay or walk dogs which i could do but like i'm i just get to make websites instead and if i really wanted to which i did like i you could make a whole living off making websites uh Mm -hmm. you tend to grind really hard Uh, 
So now I'm just going to try to do like the part where I'm not going to grind hard. So I'll still be the dad, yeah. still make the websites. I want it all, Danny. I want all of it. <laughs> That's always the problem, right? <laughs> walking dogs. I, I need a job walking dogs. That sounds like the perfect job for me during my little downtime here. You start an Instagram called We Walk Dogs. There we go. I'm sure my little country town might have some clientele. We have six out of four leashes. <laughs> I started reading Dune since last time we talked. Oh, right. Yes. Tell me everything that you're thinking about it. Well, wait, wait, back up. Before we start, I want to talk about Dune. Did you finish Slaughterhouse-Five? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I devoured that book. That book was – it was good. I felt like I missed something, though. It kind of went over my head. I didn't really appreciate it that much, I guess. Like, it was – it's supposed to be, like, this big, like – this is Vonnegut's novel, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, like, the – the, if if you know one Vonnegut novel, you know Slaughterhouse Five, and like I don't know, I it was it was good, I guess. That's my kind of feeling about it. Yeah. Okay, I won't dig you too hard about it, but I was just it. I guess I never really heard the recap of like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's not much more for me to say, honestly. Um, it just seemed I didn't I didn't like the ending. Yeah. It just, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I like to have a little more conclusion, and I don't know. I don't. I haven't put together a literary analysis. And I can't spitball it, but I just, it was okay. It was okay. I want ten pages, three days from now, double space. <laughs> God One dang it! Margins. <laughs> I'm Roman. Twelve font. No, Shut no, up. No. Helvetica. Twelve font. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and you could buy a license for Helvetica, put it on your computer. Okay. Oh, anyway, so let's get back to you uh, started reading Dune. And I want to hear everything you feel about Oh, Dune. I'm loving it so far. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm only like 40 or 50 pages in, but uh, it's just the world building already is interesting. The characters are already really interesting. Mm -hmm. And. And it feels good to be back in like a sci-fi kind of novel. I mean, I guess you Slaughterhouse Five, you have a little bit of sci-fi elements, right? Kind of, but I guess, it's yeah. it's not it's not a sci-fi novel. Yeah, no, I think libraries do put Vonnegut in the science fiction fantasy sections. Yeah, but... that's the only reason I just said that. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't see it. I think it should just go in fiction personally. But yep, I'm not yeah. a librarian, so that's what I know. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Now, have you but seen anyway. the movie, the the like the '80s movie of Dune? No. So I I'm gonna put this out there that at the moment you finish this book, we have to watch that movie together. Okay, I'm down. But you need to avoid that movie with everything that you have in you while you're reading the book. Okay. I mean, that won't be hard. I don't watch movies ever, so... You wouldn't think so, but I had somebody on some random video on YouTube spoil a bit of the book for me with a clip from the movie. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, like a 30-year-old movie spoiling a 40-year-old <laughs> book just uh, in the middle of some random YouTube video. 
while I was reading it. So when did you read it? Um, we were still living on our old house. We didn't live on the house. We lived in the house. We were inside the house. <laughs> we were living there. Um, so I guess 2015. Sure. It's relatively recently. Yeah. I just never hear you talk about reading fiction very often. I think I even have a blog post about that. There was a while where I was, every time I finished a book that I had something to say about, I would like write a little blog review about it and I would mm-hmm. take a picture yeah. of the book on my dog. <laughs> yeah. Nada was a big reader. I don't remember that at all. I followed your blog stuff for a while. Yeah, there was a good, there was a year and a half where I was pretty dedicated about my blog and then fell off pretty quick. It's funny we brought this up because uh, I talked to my mom about like the podcast stuff and she's like, it's, it's kind of like blog stuff, right? Like Alex used to have a blog. I used to read his blog. I, I love your mom <laughs> so much. <laughs> my mom is so sweet. See, everybody wants a blog. <laughs> you don't need Instagram. You don't need Twitter. Just need blogs. Uh, just blogs, yeah. Just blogs. So, um, so how far have you gotten in Dune? Because you said you love the world building, you love the characters. But what's what's going I'm on? not like they're not. They haven't even left for uh, the the planet Dune. I forgot the the name. Arrakis, Arrakis. is that right? Arrakis. Yeah, Arrakis. They haven't even left for that yet. So he's still doing like all the lead up to You're it. Meeting all like his teachers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I just met his. Oh, I guess he's a mercenary. He was training, and they, they like they like fought. Yeah, and uh, and now you, the the section it's not really in chapters, right? It's kind of divided. I don't know how to describe how it's divided, but he, I think he's just he's in the, with the doctor now. Yeah, is where I'm about to start. So I'm not very far in at all. Just meeting people still. Exposition, still yep. very good. Like because honestly, yeah. the world building is like what makes that book so good. There was nobody else doing that as well as him when he wrote Dune. Yeah, and yeah. It's just every character is complex, and the yeah, I'm so I'm excited. excited for you. Me too. Me too. It's, it's I'm going to enjoy it. I can tell already. Uh, then so also not trying to spoil anything, but mm-hmm. were you aware that in that small little side mini campaign that you did with Amber and Jacob and me, my my character was named after an Atreides. I didn't. No, I did not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm not, wow. not going to spoil it for you by explaining how, but yes. <laughs> I don't even remember your character's name. So to be I, honest. I had a character that was a glamour bard and was a, uh, a a noble triton. So he was like a like a prince of the of the tritons, and uh, so he was very fancy and he looked very pretty. And basically, <laughs> I. Uh, I don't know. I guess I, I I kind of tried to set him up to act more like Paul, but he wasn't named mm-hmm. after Paul. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Just so you know, my fancy bard, mm-hmm. okay. bard rose. Well, it's not like we got really far into that campaign, and I got to know those characters very well anyway. Yeah. So, well, that's just my connection mm-hmm. to the book, I guess. Nice. I like the fancy people. <laughs> He hasn't done the thing with the box yet. Do you know what I'm yes. talking about? 
Yeah, he's done the thing with the box. He's done the That's thing really with the box. early. Well, I mate, got just just stop there. I don't oh, want any. Oh. He's done a thing with a box. He put his hand in a box. Okay, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, that's like that's very early. Well, I but it's still all I, I'm trying to think. Sure, of everything sure. Before okay, the, yeah. Plan, so yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah. That is some of my favorite exposition of any piece of fiction ever. Yeah, it's really good. Just like the that battle between. Uh, knowing that you will die in one circumstance or dying if you don't <laughs> like, like <laughs> oh it's just like it makes your brain hurt to think about how you would act in that and oh it's so great so good dune very good novel yeah i'm surprised like i hadn't even considered reading it i had uh i literally went just on google and i was like i want to i want a good sci-fi novel and like i just Googled sci-fi novels and a ranker list, and they're like Lord of the Rings and blah blah blah. What? That's not even a sci-fi. That's so sad. <laughs> Speaking of media, do you still have Netflix? Do you still do Netflix? We have it. I've not really been watching much of it, though. Is this something I should watch? Well, there's um there's a series that I watch that I really enjoy. It's a German series. It's called Dark. Hmm. Um, it's it's kind of like a sci-fi thriller. Um. I won't spoil too much, but it it starts off having like a Stranger Things kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. The main cast is kind of like teenagers, but then it gets like a lot more mature and a lot more complex. It's kind of like it's it's basically. I mean, it's got time travel elements in it. I like time travel. Which, yeah, I know you do. Um, but the the third third and final season comes out on Friday, which I'm really excited about. I'm terrified to look into this because Netflix is going to yell at me with its stupid preview things. <laughs> but season three coming Saturday. Oh, Saturday! My bad. I knew it was sometime. Four families on a frantic hunt for answers as they unearth a mind-bending mystery that spans three generations. Yeah, it's really cool how they weave the generational things through the the time travel. Ooh, I like that too. Like yes. broken up stories. Yes. Yeah, I think you would really enjoy it. I don't know. It, I don't really do um, foreign stuff, so like you can watch it in German mm-hmm. with subtitles, or you can. There's like dubbed English. So you're and watching the that dub? got on my nerves. That got what? So you're watching the dub? Yeah, I'm watching the dub, and that got on my nerves a little bit. Dub, dub. Yeah. So. But it's very good. I would highly recommend it. This little silent preview I'm watching is pretty good. <laughs> Taking this. A lot of cool imagery here. Guy in a hazmat suit. Guy waking up. There's a sun or a moon, something. Town. Yeah. A missing sign. A person scared in a car. Flashlights. Hole. Okay, thank you for narrating this for us. <laughs> pretty intense. Just like camping. Like camping. Okay, how are we going to wrap this up? Okay, I have to mention this now because it won't make okay. sense it, furthermore. So um, the HBO let everybody stream Watchmen uh, for free last yes. weekend. Did you watch mm-hmm. any of this? 
I did not. You tried to get me to, and I was just like, <laughs> so I watched like one episode on Friday night when they started it and like one episode on Saturday and it was so good, but we just didn't have time to watch any of it. And then Sunday at like seven o'clock, I'm like, I'm going to watch as many as I can until they cut off the stream. So I stayed up till 4 a.m. on Monday <laughs> <laughs> watching Watchmen because it was like it kept on working. I like was refusing to refresh the browser because it was like <laughs> you can click them all open in the pop ups. If you just don't refresh the browser, and if I refresh it, it might be gone. So <laughs> that's hilarious. So you got to finish it. I then. got to watch the whole series basically in one go <laughs> on Sunday night. It was so that's wild. Fun. And so that show is six months old now, I guess, or maybe even more than that. Um, but I think it's one of the best television series I've seen in easily the last two or three years. Like it, maybe the last ten. It's so. Nice. It's so well written, and so many things that happened in the first three episodes pay off in the last two, and mm. it's not perfect, um, but it definitely seems like this is the show for the time. If this show had come mm-hmm. out a month ago, oh my gosh, it would be people would be writing doctoral theses about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> so it's pretty obvious to see why they why they're like we're gonna stream this for free because we're gonna get so many people watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, nice. Yeah. I so I gotta highly encourage that I uh, if you can find a way to watch HBO's Watchmen legally, uh, then do that. And if not, you're missing out. Uh, it's just incredible. I don't want to ruin it, so I can't really talk about it too much. But yeah. holy cow, what a ride! So I immediately started texting with Peter about it because you know anything having to do with comic books, he knows more than me. And, sure. Uh, he and we we're like kind of talking about how much we liked it, and he's like, "I've got some persnickety thing problem with it, but I'm just going to shut up because it was such a home run." And I'm like, "Come on, you can tell me the persnickety problems." <laughs> <laughs> and so we like share our little back and forth, so like, "Well, they could have done this, maybe this would have been better, but like everything had to be appended with." But it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> also, I watched like a two minute video because I've actually not read Watchmen, the original graphic novel nor seen the Zack Snyder Watchmen movie uh, mm-hmm. and you kind of need to know some of that material to enjoy the show so I'm really glad I watched this like two minute clip that they had on the HBO site of like Watchmen fans at a con recounting the the plot and, and impact of Watchmen and like I watched it on a, on a lark and I'm really glad I did mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good to know nice. what went on in the original series in the original book to watch the series yeah that's part of the reason why i didn't jump in when you like you're like oh you need to watch this it's free it's like i watched i watched the movie but that was years upon years ago and i don't remember anything about it and i never read the graphic novel either so i just didn't feel too invested well now i'm definitely going to read the graphic novel because the show is yeah. just so freaking good and nice what kind of pen do you use Oh my god, you really got what kind of pen? I use whatever I find laying on the floor. Wrong answer. Dixon Ticonderoga number two pencil, yellow. Ugh. <laughs> you asked pen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take all that out.